You need to see this. We're a weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. Every episode, one of us tries to convince the other one of us and the audience that they need to see a specific film. And we do it all with no spoilers, so you still get to enjoy the movie. I'm Cozy Orland, and today I'm joined by my special guest co-host, Patrick Grammion. Oh, it's actually me, the Englishman. Oh, whoa, this is crazy. I had no idea we had an Englishman on our podcast. Oh, I need to help you. You need to help me with a a task and stuff, what, what? Guy Guy Ritchie, mate. Oh, can we do it after the podcast, or do I have to help you right now? (laughs) No, this is the podcast now. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Just (laughs) making sure. I was worried for a second. That's okay. I I kicked that guy out. He's done. Oh, thanks, Patrick. That guy was loud. I was getting, like, afraid. He had a knife on him. Oh, yeah. No, he had uh, two eye patches. Whoa. I don't know. Like, that was even scary, because I didn't know how he could see me. (laughs) He couldn't. It was very bad. I'd kind of walk him out, be like, hey, bud, wrong podcast. This isn't that. thank you so much for doing (laughs) (laughs) this. Really this appreciate not, it. This is now you need to see this. Not a, not a. Not you can't see anything. Yeah, now you can't. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> right, exactly. What that, what's that guy gonna see? What could he see? Nothing. Just, Nothing. just his dreams. Just his dreams crushed, and his life of crime coming back to haunt him because he can't watch movies anymore. Oh blimey! Damn shame. So Patrick, uh, tell us some things about uh, about your podcast. If you, people didn't check out the last episode, where you also guest co-hosted. Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm on a podcast called The Academy Academy cool. uh, with a uh, fellow Sweet Dolly Lama, uh, Sweet Dolly Lama alumnus. Not an <laughs> alumnus. We're still part of it. We're still part of it. I heard that whole thing happen as you did it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sweet Dolly Lama, like Sweet Dolly Lama members, I guess. Like, yeah, alumnus isn't. I was trying to think of like a fancy word for member, but alumnus doesn't work. But, yeah, uh, I wonder what the what the Latin is for currently at a thing. Yeah, currently. <laughs> yeah, I guess a little little student lad i don't know but uh but uh little yeah little student lads of sweet Dalai Lama, me and donald uh we have a podcast where we determine the uh best performance of an actor via a uh direct elimination bracket and the first uh actor we're looking at is meryl streep oh. and uh spoiler alert uh her movies are good as hell dang i've only seen out of her movies i've seen adaptation and mm. i've seen doubt Oh, and maybe that's it. Maybe no others. See, okay, so that's so funny, Cozy. Like, <laughs> I think, like, the biggest mistake we've made on the for the podcast bracket so far. So we only had 16 spaces for the bracket. Makes it we tough. Could, yeah, it makes it tough. We could have done a 32, I think. But then we would be doing, the, like, our, I, the way we have it set up, like, we'll be done with Streep in, like, February. I think that's smart. Yeah, so, like, we would have been, like, yeah, we would have been streeping for a year. Although I could have done a year streep, the year of streep. Uh, that would have know. been a whole different podcast, I think. That's, that is true. That would have been a whole lot of streep. But, At uh, that point, the whole podcast is just streep-themed. Oh, yeah. It would have been, yeah, that might have been a one-and-done. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, an adaptation comes up so much. I bet. And we didn't, uh, that's, like, the one I think I regret the most not doing. <laughs> We didn't include. We didn't include adaptation. I think we're going to do a one-off for adaptation. We might do an episode that's just like we look at it, and we might even. Uh, we've thought about like switching out some. I don't know. Everything's still in the air. We'll see. I like that. That's good. The more yeah. fluid, the better. I think. Oh yeah. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Like I will say, as you know, I hate award shows. I'm very anti-award show. Totally fair. I also hate sports. I'm very anti-sports. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. But I've listened to this podcast, and it's very engaging, super Aww. fun to listen to. 
Thank I like you. the dynamic between the two of them because they're both wonderful sweethearts and it's very fascinating to be as the <laughs> captain of their improv team or whatever. <laughs> so I'm always happy to hear it because I'm like, oh, they're doing, they're out there doing cool things. Aww. And I will say that I uh, like listening to your podcast too. And I, hope, and I hope you've watched Silence. Pete, that was a good suggestion. <laughs> I love that movie. That is my favorite Scorsese movie. <laughs> like by far, it might be like in my top three favorite movies of all time. It's so good and sad. I love it with my life. Dang. I love silence so much. I'm so glad we can bond over that, Patrick. Oh yeah, dude. And, and it's like, it, it, to me, it cements Andrew Garfield is like a serious actor. Mm. And it, it's like a bummer that like, I feel like he hasn't had like the, uh, he kind of he kind of pissed it away with Spider-Man, unfortunately. That's my hot take. He kind of had, like, he had the keys to the castle, and then Mark Webb. Ah, it's so funny that the guy who directed Spider-Man was named yeah, Mark Webb. That's very, perfect. Yeah. And it's, ah, it sucks, because I, like, I liked uh, Mark Webb's movie, too, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, although maybe it hasn't aged well. I don't know. the What's it called? 500 Days of Summer? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, like, I like that movie when it came out. And so it's like uh, both of them, I hope good. I wish good tidings on them both because they're both people with talent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, same. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't oh. had a chance to watch uh, Silence yet. It was a uh, for those who don't know, that was a past episode on our podcast that Pete was working to convince us to listen to watch and check out. Uh, at some point, I am interested in checking it out. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to give some feedback on it. I'm going to keep tabs on you. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm going to follow you. Okay, fair I'm, enough. I'm a weird guy now. That's okay. You're not, you're not any weirder than Google is. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Google already has all my information. You can just hook up with them and the NSA and you'll get it all. <laughs> oh, man. It looks like Patrick is joining the NSA. <laughs> That's very funny that. Those companies are less creepy than than uh, than stalkers, but also much creepier. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like insane. Like uh, it is like it's like when I get sad, I'll get ads for depression medication. Right? It's like yeah. Jesus oh. Christ, this is I don't like the level that I don't like the level that like uh, or like during Halloween, I'll get ads for like Mario costumes, and it's yeah. like oh sure. The level of specificity that they know my niche interests is unsettling. It's true. When I sneeze, they say, God bless you, and then offer me a Bible. It's not good. (laughs) You look like someone who needs a Bible. God bless you. you. God bless you. Uh, Amazing. Well, yeah, people should check out your podcast. Where can they do so? Oh, yeah, just go on uh, Podbean, iTunes, or Google Podcasts. Hot damn, the Academy Academy. It's so good. It tastes so nice. We named it twice. I love it. So what's today's film you're trying to convince me to watch? Oh, man. It is a movie. I actually, you know, I was debating whether or not I would do a movie that I did on my podcast. And uh, (laughs) at first I was kind of like, ah, that's a little gauche. But I was like, you know what? I really like this movie. And it's so it's so unique. And I didn't I truly didn't know about this movie before I reviewed it. And I didn't know anything about the person who starred in it before I did it either. Mm. And it's so, and it wasn't, Meryl Streep wasn't the star, just saying, but she is like a supporting role in it. Uh, And uh, it's Defending Your Life, uh, directed by Albert Brooks. Oh, it's one of those Albert Brooks movies. Yeah, it's an Albert Brooks joint from the year 1991. Mm. And uh, we'll give you the little IMDb, like, I think this was a pretty, like, clean one sentence synopsis, like, surprisingly clean. Okay. Um, it's all about almost like a sterile or this uh, 
this uh, synopsis is, or like, maybe not sterile is the right term, but you'll (laughs) you'll see. Uh, In an afterlife way station resembling a block of hotels, the lives of the recently deceased are examined in a court-like setting. Hmm. It is like, it is a... Uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just go, uh, let's see, let's see, what else? Um, it's written by Albert Brooks, too, and it stars Albert Brooks, Meryl Streep, uh, Rip Torn. Sure, Rip um, Torn. Oh, Rip Torn is so good in it, too, and he's so, <laughs> like, the character he plays in it is, like, the warmest version of Rick Torn you've ever seen. It's Aww. so, it's such a, like, it's such a warm rip. It's so good. That sounds wonderful. Um, and we also have, uh... You know, Mary Pat Gleason comes in. Uh, she has a cameo. Why do uh, I recognize that name? So she is like kind of like a. I feel like she's like a, a waitress or like a secretary in a lot of movies. She's like a fun. She's like a good character actor. Oh, that's cool. Oh, she's okay. Like a, she's like a very solid. Like you, you'll recognize her face immediately when you see it. She's okay. like. Kind of like she has like the energy of like it's like any movie where there's like a fifties fifties diner waitress. Oh, interesting. All she right. Ha- yeah, she. I feel like she's done a lot. She has a lot of those under her belt. Uh, and then there's also, uh, I would say, the only other major um, uh, performer is Lee Grant. Hmm. Nope. And so that's Lee Grant. Uh, she's uh, she's like a good old school uh, actor. Uh, I don't know a lot of her. Oeuvre, but she's like she's acted in stuff in the past uh, and she's great in this movie she basically plays so i'm gonna just i'm gonna uh give you my number one are you ready uh right really before that uh yes before that one uh two things yes so albert brooks i know that he's this guy who every comedian is like he's amazing he's done such great comedies mm-hmm. he's like a classic director of comedies and I just really don't know his stuff at all. Like I maybe oh. saw one movie that he made, but I don't remember it in a specific like love way. I was just like, he did something with older actors and I'm sure I was fine with it as a kid. I'll be very real with you. So this is like my first real Brooks oh, exposure. Cool. So I've never watched broadcast news. I've never watched all the other Albert Brooks joints. Sure. Uh, all those classic Albert Brooks uh, flicks. Uh, I know LBJ, that like the, criter- yeah. the, yeah, the Criterion Collection was doing some like Brooks stuff recently, but I never oh. took advantage of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say that before this movie, I knew him from uh, like Drive and This is 40. Amazing. So like I like like two movies where like he plays just huge jerks. Like both of these movies, he's such big jerks in both films. <laughs> like especially uh, like dr- Drive. That's putting it lightly. He's an evil murderer. Uh, like I think he like cuts. <laughs> I think he cuts like. Uh, was it? Um, I think he like murder straight up murders uh, the dad from Malcolm in the Middle and that his name I can't Brian Cranston. There we that's go. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen Drive. Uh, you know, it's fine. It's okay. I feel like it's a little overrated. People like it because Ryan Gosling wears a cool jacket. Oh, sure, exactly. And also uh, the music's really good. Yeah, this is 40 I liked. Yeah, this is 30 is okay. I mean, he's like, and he's fine in it. But like, I would best describe Albert Brooks in this movie as like, I don't know. It's kind of like if Woody Allen grew up on the West Coast and wasn't like as fucked up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, didn't yeah. have all that... That that Woody Allen baggage, 
Right. That um, makes a lot of sense to me. Because it is like, yeah, because there is like a bit of that like neuroses and Albert Brooks is like, and here's the thing about this film too. It's deeply personal. Oh, cool. It's like a very, and it's, it's personal and it's so. I like that. When I watched this movie, I swear to God, I went in not knowing what I was in, uh, going up for. Like I didn't, I went in like knowing, not knowing what I'd be like, uh, taking part in. <laughs> and the beginning of this movie is so different from where this movie ends up. And I would, uh, and it sucks because I feel like I've, I've kind of like, in some ways I've kind of like taken away like the big surprise in this movie a little bit, but it's like, you know, not, I have to ex- yet. you haven't really told me anything. Okay. Okay. I'll keep, um, if but, it was uh, the synopsis, that's crazy. It is like, here's the deal though. Like it is like the synopsis kind of like, cause like, I mean, I guess it's like, it's not the surprise. Cause it's like, the, that is the whole movie. The synopsis is the whole movie. But the movie starts off with, like, Albert Brooks, like, in his car. Uh-huh. Like, he just got, like, a gift. Like, he got, like, um, I forget what it was. Like, I forget. He gets, like, a CD. No, he gets, like, a, he goes to, like, he starts. The movie starts off with him, like, going to, like, the uh, the deal, a dealership, getting a new car. Car is a CD player. Mm-hmm. My dude is, like, I think he's blasting Barbara Streisand, if I remember correctly. Perfect. And he's, like, playing Barbara Streisand. He's living his life. He's just having fun. Mm-hmm. And then, like, three minutes into the movie, he gets hit by a bus. Sure. And he's in the synopsis world. He's in right. the afterlife. Which and, I like, love because it kind of turns it into a sci-fi-ish movie a little bit. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, it is, like, a, that's the thing. It is a sci-fi-ish movie, but it doesn't, like... With none of the tropes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's so, like, it's so weird and specific. Like, this is, like, a labor of love from Albert Brooks. Like, it is so, like... And it sucks, because I don't think a movie like this would ever get made ever again. It's so, like... I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe you could release something on Netflix of this manner, but, like, Uh it's so, like, weird. It's It's a deeply weird movie. I'll say from the, uh, from the synopsis and sort of the concept of it, it makes me think a little bit of a couple different movies, kind of like wrist cutters a little bit or whatever that one was called. Oh yeah. And yeah. maybe like a little bit of, um, God, what was that one called? Like a life less ordinary, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, wrist cutters, I would almost say, except like it's so much more positive than wrist cutters. <laughs> That's Amazing. the thing about this movie is that it's such a, a profoundly optimistic film. Mm-hmm. And it's optimistic in a way that isn't cloying, oh, which I appreciate. It's not saccharine. Like, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, because I, I think what it is is like it's the deep weirdness of this film. Because basically what happens is like you figure, figure out in the movie that the afterlife is essentially like Disney World. It's really <laughs> weird. Or Disneyland, rather. It's so, so weird. It's like, of, is it good placey, maybe? It's good placey, but like weirder it's so it's like it's a little although i guess we're good place is weird too but it's like less like it's less jokey than the good place and played more earnestly oh that's cool I like it's that. like it's like it's like if like the 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 heel turn reveal didn't happen in the end of the first season of the good place uh see and i still haven't seen the good place so i'm still making some assumptions anyway we'll, oh no, uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. There's, no there's no heel turn uh, what are you talking about no, uh, don't worry if i don't even know the context <laughs> then the heel turn doesn't matter for me that is true. Um, that is true. But uh, anyway, it's like, sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, I feel like I've hit all the questions. Uh, if you're down to do the uh, the five reasons. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, oh, I'll say the I'll say the first uh, uh, 
the oh, first actually, reason wait. wait wait one more thing real quick i'm so sorry to interrupt oh um, when did i first see this movie yeah but you also just told us that because it was what you were watching it for the for your podcast right yes exactly i was doing it for my podcast i was yeah. uh and i and watched I guess- it no, you go first. Yeah, I, and I guess I've sort of told you how I feel about it so far. You know, I'm I'm not like I'm not excited about Albert Brooks movies. I see that I know that that's kind of a hole in my uh, in my comedy history that I should fill. Um, and I don't know. I'm kind of medium on it so far. I don't really interesting. I, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I guess I'm not excited about a positive heaven yet. We'll see what happens though. All right, hit me with those reasons. Oh man, this is like I, this is gonna be a little hard, but I think you're gonna because I feel you. Like it's tough. It is like po- so positive, and it's so like. Hmm. But it's like it's not. Ah, I swear to God, it's not positive in an annoying way. It's not like <laughs> it's not like because like because there are like some downer aspects of it too. I assure cool. you, it does get a little glum here and there. Well, I like that. Uh, so the first reason is just like it's insane, unique world building, hmm. and it is like something like it's so like. Like, you can tell this was, like, Albert Brooks, like, maybe taking a vacation with his family or something, like, at Disneyland, and, like, or, like, you know, he got, like, a special pass or whatever, and he's in, like, one of the nicer hotels, and he's like, oh, man, what if this was heaven? <laughs> like, that's, like, yeah, like, like it's, it's, like, I feel like that's, like, the ori- initial riff. Interesting. But it's so much, uh, it gets so much weirder, because it is, it starts off, like, everyone's wearing, like, let me look up the, the term... For the thing that everyone wears, there's like a shirt, a, a specific type of shirt that everyone wears in this movie. Hypercolor. It's no. not hypercolor. <laughs> it's like so, like tupa. It's a tupa. Everyone wears a tupa in this movie. I I don't know if I've heard that word before. It's like a. It's like almost like a white. It's like a white linen-y thing. I'm gonna look up uh, tupa clothing. I spelled it wrong. I bet. I bet it's spelled the, but it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like everyone's wearing like almost like a white robe type thing, but it's very chill. It's almost like everyone's dressed like the polyphonic spree, but only white, but only white, only uh, white. And uh, the, the, and it's like, you know, it's, it's the majority of people in this place are old because it's like, you know, everyone that had died. Oh, but, interesting. Uh, All right. but, uh, and so he's like definitely one of the younger people, but there are, you know, there are some like non, uh, younger people, but basically what happens is they go um, in these like not even joking, like they go in these like little like uh, like the the type of like trams that you see at like Universal Studios, like the ones for tours. Sure. Like they 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 get in these trams or these buses and they go to like uh, hotels and basically um, their souls are going to be judged and. In those Basically, hotels or after not that? not in the hotels. There's like little courtrooms in this like little planned community, afterlife community. Interesting. Because basically what it is is like there are like levels and it's not like there are angels or devils or anything like that, or there's a heaven or a hell. It's just that like there are like people that use like 10% of their brain and there are people that use like 50% of their brain. It's very weird. Is that how they put it? That's how they put it too. That's how they put it too in the movie. Yeah. hundred percent. But it's not like done in a way where like, it's not that like, you know, you're, uh, I mean, I guess it is like an, an intelligence thing, but it's like a, it's almost like they, they say it as like, a, it's like a fear comfort thing. Cool. And so once you use a certain portion of your brain, like once you use, like the more of your brain you use, the more of a chance you'll have to move on to the next level. 
Oh, that's so, kind of interesting. I yeah, like that. Like, I've always so, been fascinated with the uh, with the ten percent of your brain thing. Yeah, and uh, and I think that like yeah, and it's and um, the thing too is like people will go back to Earth and like relive lives. So there's like that like you know that whole like reincarnation thing. Uh, oh, sort okay. of is a thing, but it's like, but it's like basically you go on Earth and you like Earth is for like people that use like three to like ten percent of your brain basically, and so. <laughs> You pass that hump, then you can move on to like the next level. Interesting. And it's huh. and it's and it's so weird, like the stuff they imply that like people that use more of their brain can do. It's like it's like they because like one thing that rec- uh, that is a recurring is that all the food is incredible. Mm. Like in this afterlife place, like they, it's it's like the best food you can ever eat. And you can have as much as you want, and you you'll not you won't gain any weight or anything. <laughs> but uh, but the people like the people that use like more of their brain power. Like they eat like this weird stuff. Like it looks like it looks like worms and dirt and stuff. And they're like, "Oh, because we use more of our mind, it, we just make it taste good." It's <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's that a deeply weird strange. film. <laughs> uh, and so, like, yeah, I will say, like, that first reason is just like, like the world building is so bizarre and it's so unique. And it's like it's so like I feel like so much stuff today is like made to like appease everyone and like hit like certain like goals and like you know to make sure like you have to like you know it has to be like a superhero movie or like something that has been like approved by like 20 different people in the studio and so by the time it's released it's pablum essentially Mm. and this this movie felt like it was only like approved by alan brooks and that's kind of a cute little miracle i don't know interesting um so that's like the first weird reason I would say it's just like the uniqueness of the world he built, like the insanity, like yeah, there's the strangeness and like you know, there's like there's moments in the movie, there's like a scene where he goes to like this like building where he can see his past lives. Oh, that's um, kind of interesting. Hmm. Okay. And uh, and then uh, uh, like you know, there's like uh, there's like a, a point where he goes to like a a stand up comedy, like he goes to like a like the the heavens ver or like the afterlife's version of like a uh, of a joke spot or whatever of a of an improv. So is this like a purgatory, and and they check out stand up in purgatory? Yeah, basically, while he's waiting to be judged. Right. This is okay. like in between, so basically he's like there for a week. And the way it works is Rip Torn is like his like have his like lawyer essentially, or the person that like is representing him oh, to determine right. whether or not he'll move forward. That's fun. And Lee Grant is like the lady that's fighting against him moving forward. And right. basically, what they do is they, in front of a judge, they look at moments in his life to determine if he's ready to move on to the next stage. Oh, that's a of, fun frame. I like that frame. I was wondering. I was like, I wonder how much of his life before he dies we see before it. But it's so so it does a like kind of a flashbacky thing, but in a different frame. That's cool. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. It is like a crazy it's yeah, it's just yeah, and it's like uh and the second reason I'll say is uh the uh, performances are great. Like I love like the I think like and it, that's a broad thing to say, I know, but like <laughs> Alan Al, Albert Brooks is so like lovable in this, but also like he's very deeply like he's such a fearful guy. And you feel for him a little bit and it's kind of and it's like he plays it so human and so well, like he does a good job of balancing like you know, he's a nice person. 
And he's obviously not like, you know, he's an interesting, he's like a smart guy, but then he's also like afraid and he's like, he's inquisitive too in a weird way. Like, I don't know. Like he balances a lot of interesting stuff. Oh, that's cool. And so it, and it's a, makes him feel more human, I imagine. Oh, big time. And it's like, and it's human in a way where like he doesn't, uh, he could come off. I feel like another actor would make him that character come off like a jerk. Mm. And he's able to like his innate kindness in the performance, like the tenderness of the way he performs, uh-huh. uh, pulls it off and makes it work. Uh, and then in Rip Torn is also just super lovable in this movie. And Meryl Streep. So Meryl Streep plays like uh, she's she's in this film, too. And it's so funny because like uh, I'll give a little spoiler for one of our later episodes. Uh, oh, this for, goes up. Well, for one for your podcast. Yeah, for my podcast. Oh, okay. for, my, for the yeah, for the no, no, this is not, yeah, I'm going to give a spoiler for Cozy's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've gone to the future, but uh, no, but uh, the. Uh, uh, in the Academy Academy, this w- went up against uh, Death Becomes Her, mm-hmm. and Death Becomes Her won because it's like a bigger street performance, sure. and like it's it's also a great movie in its own right. Like I love everyone should watch Death Becomes Her. It's great. I almost did that one, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but uh, defending your life like uh, was is such a great like. It's just like, it's just, yeah, Streep isn't the crux of this film, but it is like good on its own. And Meryl Streep plays like a kind of like, she does such a good job with like what could have been a thankless role. Cause she kind of plays, I feel like initially, like she comes off as like a, uh, a manic pixie dream girl type character. Interesting. Because basically what happens is Meryl Streep, uh, Albert Brooks's character, while he's in, be- while he's in between sessions of getting uh, reamed mm-hmm. by like, you know, by the, the, the defending, you know, the lawyer that's like, going up against him uh-huh. and like having to see like the like the biggest the foibles of his past lives or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he meets this uh, lady at a who's that's his age. That's the important thing is like, you know, they're like the, one of they're two of the few people that aren't like, you know, in their 90s or whatever. Right. Because it is primarily like old people, and uh, which is nice. Uh, that's a nice thing to think. Uh, and also, it's nice that she's not paired up with a much older actor in it. I suppose, right? Oh, that is true. Yeah, they are. Like, uh, I wonder how old they're. I feel like they're similar ages. They're pretty. Like, I think they're similar ages. I want to yeah. say, um, but uh, always nice to see. <laughs> oh, big time! Yeah. Oh, yeah. They could have a hundred percent gone with like uh, whoever the young, uh, like Sharon Stone or whatever, right. and it would have felt so false. Oh, like sure. Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep is such a like. She's just yeah. She uh, she does a good job of playing someone who's like lived a life, and she is yeah. She is like I guess like in her thirties or early forties or whatever in this mm-hmm. film. Um, but uh, basically, you find out that she's kind of like a hundred percent ready to go on to the next level. Uh, like she's kind of like a character who's like mentally like you know prepared or whatever for the next stage of life. Interesting. Um, and it's also funny, too, because, like, you realize in the, in the afterlife, like, while, like, you know, because, like, uh, Albert Brooks is, like, staying at a hotel in this, right? Mm. But he's staying at kind of, like, a continental. Now it's, like, the, pla- it's, like, the, it's, or, like, a best western. Like, he's staying at, <laughs> he's staying at, like, the platonic ideal of a La Quinta. <laughs> but, she, but, she, but she is staying at the, the platonic ideal of a Hyatt. Ah, okay. And so you realize, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh. Uh, but she just brings so much to that like performance um, and she's like all, kind of like in his like, you know, sh- when he's like down, he's she's there to like kind of like uh, booster him up a little bit. And I don't know, like they have a very good chemistry. Hmm. Um, 
yeah, no, it's a great, like, I would say, like, so I'd say, like, Albert Brooks, and then also in Rip Torn. Rip Torn is so good in this. He's mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know, like, he's such an, a grumpy, irascible man, but, like, they do a great job of, like, kind of, like, sandpapering off the rougher edges of him, and but in a way that doesn't, like, just take away his character. I don't know, because it's, like, he's not, like, playing, like, the typical, when I think of Rip Torn, I think of, like, Dodgeball. Right. And stuff like that, where he's just, like, ah, you can dodge a wrench, and he's just, like, a mean, old, bitter, uh, kind of, like, a freak, usually. Sure, like, sure. he doesn't play the nicest characters. But right. uh, in this movie, he's so, like, I don't know, he's so helpful and, like, kind and understanding. And uh, it's almost like he's, like, uh, he's, I don't know, he's just a lot of fun. Like, I want to hang around Rip Torn a lot. Um... <laughs> I want to be Rick Torn's buddy in this movie. Uh, nice. Let's see. Uh, number three. I'm going to move on to number three. I'm going to say, like, uh, the aesthetics of this movie are, like, uh, amazing. Like, I just love that, like, like the world they design in this is so clearly, like, like, it is just, like, what if the afterlife was Anaheim? <laughs> and like the nicer parts of Anaheim. I don't know. It's so, it's so bizarre. And it's so, or like, it's like Orange County, but it's like, there's something like so pleasant about the banality of it. <laughs> and it's just so like weird and hyper specific. And I think it hits home a little more because I live in California and LA. And so I've seen these like locations. Oh, sure. And to like, yeah. And I've been to Disneyland and to see like a place like so clearly trying to like, uh, so clearly try, trying to paint, uh, trying to paint, uh, like a very nice uh, idyllic picture or. Yeah, exactly. They're like trying to paint like heaven is Disneyland. It's just a funny aesthetic choice. Interesting. And it's just so like, and it is just like, are there like rides or anything there, like that? Or? Uh, I mean, they're kind of are, but it's like, it's like the, the ride I would say is like the. <laughs> You know, you get to live your past lives. Uh, you get to live them then. So you're not just yeah. like looking over your past lives. You actually get to live through them at some points. A little bit. It's like it's like you go into like a room and you go through. I think it's like goggles or something. I can't quite. But like you, you put on like a visor and you're seeing through your past life essentially. So it's, so it's all like 90s VR. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. It's Rift uh, from the afterlife. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Oculus. That's so good. Uh, and... Uh, Let's see what else. It's also just like it is just like and it's not okay, you know what? I'm doing a disservice saying it's like it's like Disneyland. It's almost like if a conference at a hotel on the Disneyland premises <laughs> was the afterlife. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like you have like that Main Street area, but there's no like, yeah, there's no theme park really. Or if there is a theme park, like they don't go to it in the film. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, that's good to know. Because I, yeah. Yeah, I was definitely a little confused by that. So that's good to know. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like all the trappings of the theme park without the actual theme park. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And there is like horseback riding too and stuff like that. It's weird. Like there is just like... <laughs> There are, like, stub things, but it's mainly, like, you're just, like, in this, like... It's like you're chilling at a really nice hotel while you're getting judged, essentially. Interesting. Um, yeah, and it's, um... And there's no, like, angels, there's no... There's no heaven or hell, there's no, like, illusion... I mean, there are, like, illusions to various religions, but it's very, like... Um... It's very... It's like a light touch, maybe, more? Yeah, it's a super light touch. It's it's agnostic in nature, I would say. Like it's a very better for me, definitely, because I would be turned off by a movie that's, like, kind of proselytizing more. 
Oh, yeah, it'd be so funny if, like, halfway through the film, Rip Torn was like, sorry, Lutherans were the right ones. That's it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sorry, Episcopalians. That no dice. That would be a bummer, yeah. Yeah, that would be a bummer, but uh, it would also be fine. I'd find that funny. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that'd be such a fun choice. Uh, why Luther? Uh, Lutherism. Um, Lutheran. Lutherans. Uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's... Uh, what am I on right now? Am I on three currently? You're on three, I think. I think you're a fourth one like that. Okay. Uh, I will say that like... Uh, oh, no, I'm on four. I'm on four. All right, oh, just okay. did three, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I imagine so. Sounds Yeah, familiar. okay. <laughs> and so like, I'm going to say that like uh, for four, it's, uh, it's a weirdly like hopeful and tender movie. Okay. Like it ends on like a really positive note in a way that doesn't feel forced. Um, I like how I am just like a fan of, uh, like, I don't know, like, uh, I'll be real. Like, I like movies that end darkly. Like, I love a dark ending. I love like, like the, like the movie I was going to suggest, I was thinking, I was thinking about doing ended on such a dark, dark, like black note. And I, and I do love to like live in that mire and muck occasionally. Sure. Uh, but I'm a hundred percent fine with a a happy ending if it makes sense and it doesn't feel like a a studio note. Mm-hmm. And the happy ending, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but like the movie, uh, it it uh, yeah ends on a good it, it ends <laughs> on a good note. Yeah, it ends on a good note. But then on top of that too, like I don't know, like, the whole tone of the movie in general is like. It's like the message is like, you know, you can change, you can get better. Like, yeah, although like they will also reference people that don't get better. Because here's the thing, too. Here's the catch. There are people that have like lived like 10 or 15 lives on Earth like they're stuck. Mm -hmm. And there's like a point. I think it's like they say it in the movie. Like they just kind of like say it as an offhand joke. Uh Like if you've done like 40 or 50 times on Earth, they will just like like nuke your soul essentially oh, and you'll no. just disappear from existence. Terrifying. <laughs> so that is like, there is like that, like that, that, that like a bit of like that pang of fear, like throughout the movie, like, Oh God. And there are moments where Albert Brooks's character is like, am I just like doomed to be like a dude <laughs> who uh, lives on earth forever? Like going, not learning any of this. And all, um, and the interesting thing too is like, um, uh, the interesting thing, too, is he does not um, it's not made clear in the movie entirely like what the like system, like the good and evil, like what it like what determines what moves you. What I find interesting about like this version of the afterlife is it's not like a good and evil type thing. Ooh, okay. Like there's like their system is almost like that's cool. It's it's yeah, it's vaguely it's obscured us a little bit. Um, I think like courage is a big deal and like, sure. Um, to a certain degree and also like kind of like being willing to like care for others is sort of alluded to, but like, it's, it's very like, it's not quite like you, you, you get this, there's like an alien, there's like this like alienness to like the way that their moral system works. Like it mirrors our moral system sort of. <laughs> but it doesn't quite like it feels like it never quite like uh it's not it's not an enti- it's not entirely one to one if okay. that makes sense yeah it 
Yeah. And so, uh, that's like a fun aspect of the movie. I like, it's like, yeah, you do real, like it is like, while it is like this very like similar world, mm-hmm. it is like a simulacrum of our world. And in ways it is like deeply alien and weird. Huh? Okay. Which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it adds to like the oddness of the film. Cool. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, no, it's uh it's it's a goodie. Um, You're on to the fifth one now, I think. I am on to the fifth one. Okay, so I'm, I think I've done insanely unique, great performances, wonderful aesthetics, weirdly hopeful and tender, great writing. The script is good. <laughs> the script is good, my boy. Okay. I like the way that it's, I don't know, like Albert Brooks is an excellent writer in the way that he like delivers his like, I don't know, like it's, it's uh, he's, he has a very specific persona and this could only have been written by him. Mm-hmm. And just like, I don't know, like the, the, from like the moments in the movie where he's referencing like, uh, uh, from the when he, when he, when he from, uh, from who he chooses to play the music. I can't believe I'm forgetting who he plays the, what music he plays in the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Give me one, give me one second. I'm looking at my notes yeah, right now. No problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Oh man. Very findable. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, No. In in the meantime, I'll just sort of think about what movie I could have possibly seen from him or him in when I was younger. I think I saw the muse probably. Mm, I don't know the muse. I saw the muse, um, which had, uh, Sharon stone in it actually speaking of Sharon stone. And I think she plays like an actual muse, like a modern day muse. And he's a Hollywood screenwriter. Yes, this is the movie I saw in 1999. <laughs> I don't remember liking it, but I remember it existing. <laughs> I, I need like, to watch that. Because, like, okay, so what, from what I've heard, like his movies are darker than uh, that. Like his previous, movie. like this is like a surprisingly warm uh, Brooks joint. Okay, uh, but it still has like those shades of his neuroses, though. Well, that's uh, good. Yeah, I imagine my get my assumption is that the further back you go, the more the darker he probably is but i could be very wrong on that that sounds right and i think like the thing too is like he seems like a person who does a lot of self-reflection yeah I like and you that. can in in like you you get a sense from the script that this is like a guy going through his problems like times in his life perhaps where he's felt deficient mm-hmm. and what he thinks he could have done to do better what? like there's moments where like they talk about like you know uh him like, you see stuff that, like, they view, he maybe he views as good. Like, there's, like, a moment in the movie where they're looking at a memory where he um, uh, is in class and a kid is looking on his book mm. to, like, uh, you know, so because he doesn't have his book with him in class. And then the teacher looks at him. Uh, he claims that. You know, he's looking, he, he, he does, he kind of like say protects his friend (laughs) goes to the principal's office and doesn't like make a stink about it. Mm. And it's like an interesting, and that's like viewed as like a good thing. But then like later on that day, they look and they, you realize he was in a fight with his dad and he told his dad what happened. And like, that's viewed as bad. And it's, it's just, it's interesting trying to see like what, like Albert, like what the world's morals are, <laughs> what the, this world views as good as bad, what Albert Brooks himself views as good as bad. It's right. an interesting, like, there's so many, like, uh, 
lenses that you can look at this film through. Mm, interesting. Um, Barbara Streisand. That's like the go. person he was singing to. I cannot believe I forgot about the great Barbara Streisand, a funny lady. So it goes. I had to. It's so funny. I had to look up "Funny Lady" to figure it out because I was like, I know, <laughs> I know the movie she started. Yeah, I can't remember her name. No, that makes sense to me. Uh, but uh, it's just like, and I don't know. I just like it's like a script that's so. It's just, I think it's just like the world he creates. Everything is so unique to Brooks. It's just, it's, a, it's, 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 I think it's so rare that you get to see a studio film that is like uniquely one person's specific, like, like, uh, view image, like, yeah, view. Yeah. It's, it's like view. It's a specific view and specific, uh, and specific, uh, uh, just like, yeah, it's like their, it's their art. It's like, you get to see, like, I don't know. It's like, it's like how, like you know, you're making like vision, maybe. Yeah. Vision. A hundred percent. Thank you. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. There we go, baby. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's his specific vision, which we don't, I don't think we see that anymore. So I think it's a hundred percent worth seeing this movie just to see like, I don't know, Brooks's interpretation of what like a cool afterlife would be like. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Interesting. So how do you feel? Like, what are you what are you thinking? How do you feel about this movie? Have, have I like sold it to you in any way, shape or form? I think you've taken it further uh, than I would have originally thought, because I, I don't know if I had heard of this movie before, but I sort of had this very specific 90s ish thing about Albert Brooks, like all the things that I had heard about him before. I had sort of thrown that away a little bit. I was just like, OK, this is what he is. And it seems more like a, it seemed he seems more like he's for parents than for than for me oddly enough you know when i was a kid i was like this is a movie my parents would like these are movies he makes that my parents would like and now that i've grown up i still kind of have that view of like oh he makes parent movies but i would say that you did a good job making this one feel less like that kind of movie and more detailed and more fleshed out um you did a great job making the world make more sense to me um, and I, I do think that seeing it would fill a specific hole in my comedy and film experience, mm-hmm. especially like seeing Meryl Streep, uh, like in, in the earlier, in the early nineties. And yeah, I think I would check this out. Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. And the thing too, is like, there's other stuff I'm not like, I, it's tough. I don't want to give away too much cause it is like. It's so weird and specific and it's like, it works. I like that. Yeah. And it's like, it works so well. And it's, and what's funny about it too, is the stuff that makes it so specific is like the banality of certain aspects of it. Oh, I like that. Like, like like the afterlife being like this weird Mickey mouse, like hotel is so odd. It's (laughs) so like, and it was so like, it, it just, it comes at it. And like, Ah, it's just it's fun. It's like a fun. It's a fun. It's a fun ride. It's funny. I still can't picture what a Mickey Mouse style hotel is, uh, as opposed to as opposed <laughs> to just like another style of hotel. I mean, it's kind it's of like a, is it just a nice hotel? I would say it's like it's like a uh, like a Disney find. It's almost like it's like being on the Disney cruise or something, where it is like it's like a hotel. It's like a a nice hotel, but like a. I don't know. It's like when you're a kid. Uh, did you ever go on like the Disney cruise or anything like no, that? No, I unfortunately didn't. Is it is it just that there are fun things inside the hotel that are happy or positive, or are there mascots? <laughs> like what level? What? Well, field? I think it's it's not, it's it's not like that. There are mascots. It's more like there's like this like mood in the sense of like yeah, everyone's gonna cover you, has your back. Oh. We're gonna provide everything for you. Okay. I Do you want to eat 
pizza with french fries? Oh, hell yeah, you can. Oh, so like their needs are being catered to in a very positive, fun way. Uh, yes. And it's like, in, it's, it's like done in a way that's like overboard, but also not like in your face. Mm-hmm. Like they're not forcing you to like, uh, you know, eat like pizza and french fries, but the option is there. And then like, and the thing too is everything is like tuned perfectly. That's the thing in the sense that it's like, uh, like there's a, there's like a scene in the movie where like he goes and checks one of the three chain. There's like three channels and one of them is like the weather channel. And it's like, it's 72 degrees every day. Right. It's like perfect purgatory. Yeah, exactly. It is so like, yeah, it is so perfect. Yeah. It's pretty much like a, a nice crisp day in Orange County forever. Yeah, okay. yeah forever. Which is, but you're only there for like two weeks, I think, before they decide to either ship you back to Earth or send you to like the next, whatever the next phase in your life is going to be. Well, I think that the personal growth and the positive change stuff and the ten percent of your brain stuff, all that is specifically appealing to me too. Like, but wouldn't have been when I was younger. So mm-hmm. I find that very interesting too. Yeah, it is like, and it's funny because like. I think, like, they say using 10% of your brain, but, like, I want to stress that it's not, like, a uh, an intelligence thing or, no, like, no, a... not at all. Yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's yeah, I think parts, it's more... It's yeah. more abilities or something. Yeah, exactly. Or it's, like, it's just, like, it's almost like a okay. philosophy, I would say. Mm, okay. Yeah, like, you just... Yeah, and it's, like, a... Because it's, like, this thing where it's, like, yeah, when you use enough of your brain, uh, bad food, you can make it taste good. Right. Like, through willpower. It's, like, through sheer willpower, you make, like, oh, shitty do. stuff taste great. Oh, I do like <laughs> willpower-based stuff. That is very interesting to me. Oh, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, have you, audience listening, seen Defending Your Life? If you have, let us know on all the social media platforms. We're on, like, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And while you're there, maybe click a subscribe button or two, maybe some follows, and even join the Facebook group and tell us about the movies that you like watching patrick do you have a recommendation for us this week oh baby uh you know what i recommended last time a game Mm -hmm. this time i am going to recommend a comic book i'm reading right now uh paul chadwick's concrete if you can uh find it's hard to find but if you can find it find like a used copy or something or maybe they have it on like comiXology or maybe you're a bad boy you can get it through uh you know english uh, crime families or whatnot guy Ritchie <laughs> style uh <laughs> I, i'm not gonna bring back that character i promise that wonderful fleshed out character i i, I started the show with um look uh, if, but, if you're a friend of his he can't even read those comics because he has two eye patches that's true he can't see it's the perfect it's the perfect situation the perfect for me crime the per- <laughs> it is the perfect crime the perfect crime of having two eye patches over your eyes uh <laughs> Uh, but uh, he, uh, Concrete is basically, it's like an indie comic about a a, a guy who's like a speechwriter for a um, a senator or a congressman mm-hmm. who uh, gets abducted by aliens. His brain is put in the body of like a thing type thing. <laughs> so basically he's like put in the body of like a giant, like it's like an eight foot tall, two ton uh, looks like it's made of concrete, like monster, like a golem type thing almost. Whoa. And then he gets dropped. He escapes from the aliens, comes back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the government, like, uh, you know, kind of like keeps him locked up for a while, Area Fifty One style. But they eventually decide to like, you know, release him. And what they do is like, okay, we're gonna release you, but what we're gonna do is say you're a cyborg, and then we're gonna like inundate like 
all of like media with you. So people just get tired of you and you become normal. Weird. And so like, yeah, it's like he gets sponsored by like Nike and Adidas and, <laughs> and like, see, it's so weird. But, uh, but then what's cool about it too, is like, it, there's that the alien thing in the beginning is literally the only sci-fi aspect of it. And there's never, there's no superheroes. There's no supervillains. It's literally just like, what if a, a mild mannered speechwriter got stuck in the body of the thing? <laughs> and it's just about him, like, you know, going on little adventures and like, oh, I'm going to try to swim the Atlantic Sea or, oh, I'm going to like visit, uh, you know, I'm going to like, you know, talk to like my old friends in Tennessee or I'm going to try to help uh, these miners out with mm-hmm. my super strength. Right. Um, and it's it's played so straight and like grounded. It's so much fun. Yeah. Read. And uh, the art is great, too. So, like, I don't know. Read Paul Chadwick by Concrete. Oh, wait. Wow. Read Concrete by Paul. <laughs> It'd be so cool if it was called Paul Chadwick by Concrete. The artist known as Concrete. The artist known as Concrete. I would the love that for every time. The of, of Paul Chadwick. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so my recommendation for this week is to get some sleep because I have a feeling we're all very tired these days and we all need it pretty badly. So get some sleep. Get about eight hours if you can, if it's possible, because it feels really good. Don't just stay up all the time. Past later than you should wake up with headaches like I have. So, <laughs> Oof, don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it's the time in the show where there are plugs. Patrick, do you have a plug? Uh, yeah, the Academy Academy. It's uh, good as hell. It's my podcast. I love it with my life. Kiss, kiss to my podcast and uh, <laughs> Google, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, and Podbean is where you can find it. So, uh, at the Academy on Twitter. That is at T H uh, E. A-C-A-D, A-C-A-D on Twitter. Perfect. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and look out for uh, Sweet Dalai Lama's Crash This Party show in December. Uh, we do it the second Wednesday of every month. And uh, we're going to be doing some kind of family holiday-themed uh, show on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Sweet Dalai Lama. Boom. Oh, man. Yeah. Look forward to some improv with our fans. Should be fun. Uh, and... Audience, make sure to give us a five-star rating if you would like to. Make sure to leave us a wonderful review if you would like to. And please subscribe. If you leave a five-star review, we're going to read it on the air. We're going to do it in a silly voice or possibly a normal one. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, Special thanks very much to our audio engineer, Pete Burns. Thank you, Patrick, for guest co-hosting. It is very appreciated. Oh, I love it. This is so much fun, and it's easy. Cozy, you're great. Pete, you're great. Everybody, I love it. Oh, that's wonderful. That makes me happy. Uh, Thank you all so much, audience, for listening to You Need to See This. Bebo. (laughs) The point of this whole thing is to keep getting smarter, to, to keep growing, to use as much of your brain as possible. For example, I use 48% of my brain. Do you know how much you use? 47? (laughs) Three.